Welcome to Dad Focals, the show where we look at life through the lens of a dad. We're no experts and we're not here to offer advice. We're here to exchange stories on the triumphs and tribulations of dadding. I'm Sam, dad to three boys, Sonny, Van and Otis. And I'm Tom, dad to three girls, Bella, Etty and Maeve. Settle in for a listen, with or without your dad focals on, and enjoy. Remember, if you have any questions, suggestions or want to discuss any triggers, you can reach us at dadfocals on the socials and dadfocals at gmail.com on the email. The links are in the show notes. Let the games begin. Welcome to the very first edition of Dad Focals. Uh, my name's Sam and I'm here with Tom. Hey guys. And today we thought we would just give you guys a little bit of background about who we are and, and why we're uh, starting this project. Um, so Tommy, I'll start with you, mate. Tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing and how uh, your dad impacted your life. Yeah, Wow. Start with a small one. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Um, I, I was listening to something or watching something recently, and it was oh Ryan Reynolds, and um, I'm watching the Rexon show, and he um, kind of really does have this chip on his shoulder about often, you know, just thinking about whether his dad approves of what he's doing with everything in life, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not someone to judge how someone else lives, but I think whilst to have somebody to look up to and and think yeah what would dad think what would dad say um is great to have that figure in your life but i i, I don't think i certainly think my dad would want me to live like that to mm. to live governed by having dad on my shoulder you know um but yeah look i was really fortunate my dad uh, is a beautiful man um he's in his early 70s he's he's fit and healthy um over in the, in the uk and I, I had a great upbringing, you know, I was really, really fortunate. Um, I have two half-sisters, Dad was previously married, um, and, and I had the girls, and we often joke that um, I was brought up with three mums because the girls were a little bit older, um, which, which again, I think had its pros, had its, had its cons, but I, I was very, very fortunate um, with, with my upbringing in the, in the east of England. Um, Mum and Dad worked, worked hard for, you know, a, a fairly sort of modest um, life, um, but I, I, you know, you don't. You just know what you know, right? And you you don't know anything different. And I, I thought I was one of the luckiest kids around, and and I still consider myself one of the luckiest kids around. And and now I'm in on the Mornington Peninsula, and I I, I am that dad that tells my kids to pinch themselves every day because they live on the Mornington Peninsula. And it's oh man, it, it it's just beautiful. We live a kilometre away from the beach. We're so fortunate. Um, and, and in that respect, it's very different to the upbringing that I had. But the thing that certainly I take across is that there were really strong values in my house. Mm. Um, they weren't necessarily spoken or, or written, um, but they were definitely understood. And it was just about you all you all pitch in, you know, you all sort of show respect to each other. I, like I said, there was no words associated with it. You, you, you probably could, and I know some families do, um, have family values, and, and I think that's great. Um, but it, it, in my house, it was just a case of, you know, like I said, just show respect to one another. Mm. And um, I, I don't think you can kind of go far wrong there. So now I've got, yeah, three beautiful girls. Um, I met uh, my wife, Felicity, over in London. And we had our first over there, Bella, in 2015. Um, so she, at time of recording now, she's seven and a half. Uh, and then we moved to... Australia and the Mornington Peninsula and had Etty and Maeve um, at Frankston Hospital and 
Yeah, they're, so they're now currently uh, five and a half and three and a half, born 2017 and 2019. And, um, man, I never thought I'd be surrounded by three girls. Mm. I grew up with th- three mums and mm. now I've got three daughters. And, uh, and, and that's pretty crazy. But, you know, you're the other end of the mm. spectrum in some respects. Before we get on to me, Tom, what did you do to keep yourself busy pre-kids? Um, so let's talk you know, early 20s, but then also... Well, actually, let's go back to teenage years, sort of early 20s, and then just, I guess, pre-kids, more pre-kids, and then what do you do to keep yourself busy now, post-kids? Yeah, okay, so sport has always been a massive part of my life, still is. Um, yeah, rugby was, was everything for me from the age of four, um, and football and cricket, um, and anything, tennis, anything I could do running around with my mates um, was always a massive part of my life, and, and still is today, and I, you know, I try and um, instill that in my kids. Felicity is the same, Flick uh, is the same. Um, so, you know, it sounds kind of silly, and all, I don't think it is shallow, but sport was everything to me, um, and and still is today. Obviously, education, you know, went to a state school. Um, it's good fun. My mates, I've still got a really, really close core group of about ten mates from the age of four or five years old. Um, funnily enough, three of them live in Australia as well, uh, interstate. Um, but we we catch up, and, and it's just nice being on the same time zone as some of your your, your greatest childhood friends. Where I think there's something about childhood friends. I've got some really great mates that I've made through life, um, and you know, mates who I don't feel like I have to make a big effort with. But there's something about the guys that you've known since you're four years old that you just know each other inside out, and you can have not seen each other for a year, two years, as has been the case with COVID, and you just get back together, and it's just like you it's the closest thing I had to brothers because in some respects I was an only child growing up because my sisters were nine and eleven years older than me um so I, there was one guy in particular Beckett um him and I used to just play tennis from dawn till dusk you know, and sometimes run home and smash a loaf of bread for lunch and, and run back um but yeah you know when I kind of think of it like that rug, rugby and, and sport was my life I hung up my boots when I was about sort of 29 30 um, still miss it today. Um, still miss the the camaraderie and that feeling in the change room. I think before you go out as a, as, a, as a team and you're ready to really yeah, it really sounds dramatic, but like lay your lay your life on the line for each other. And the closest thing I've got to that has been cycling. I love cycling uh, as as a group, but also probably more so in the phys- physical sense. Um, CrossFit and, and Wolf Den, which I really enjoy, and I really enjoy the the social side of it. Um, that I've I've never really strung together longer than about two months consistently, but I'm just starting to and, and feeling like I'm in a good place. So, but yeah, today life is it's about kids. It's 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 you know we called the podcast Dad Focals because I think everything that I look at is through my dad focals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's important to put them down and have time as a husband uh, and um, and and an individual to prioritise myself, to prioritise my marriage um, and, and to prioritise my wife. <laughs> but a lot of the time life is looked at through those dad focals. Um, so yeah, now I work for myself. Uh, I do communications and marketing um, for small and local businesses, um, which is kind of no day is, is the same. It's really varied, kind of fun work. Um, everything from creating new brands to kind of, you know, 
writing emails, communicating, whatever it is, um, writing strategies for businesses who have been around for 60 years um, in, in, in some instances. So uh, a real mixed bag. Um, my eldest daughter loves writing, which is my background and, and my kind of work comes from a copy perspective and, and I'm so proud and, and I love the way that she plays with words, put, puts words together. In no means do I recommend she follows my career path, <laughs> um, but it's just great to see. It's just great to see that adventure, um, whatever the girls end up doing um, in, in life from day to day and, and in their careers moving forward. It's just great to see them getting involved in sport, getting them uh, involved in, in great friendships, seeing those friendships that I built you know, thirty odd years ago, um, starting to flourish now, and um, and yeah, seeing them picking up numbers, picking up words at school, um, yeah, most importantly, picking up friends and enjoying school and the and the social side of things. But uh, amazing to look at your kids and see yourself, um, both your faults and and your uh, and your and your positive um, attributes as well. So, got to be time for you now. <laughs> You, you, you. I've got the three girls. Yep. You. <laughs> yeah. So I've got three boys. Uh, Sunny, Van, and Otis. So similar age to to Tom's kids. Sunny's seven, or well, nearly seven. Uh, Van's just turned five, and Otis has just turned two. Um. So yeah, a bit of a madhouse. Um. But uh, yeah, really enjoy. Um. I can't say really enjoy everything that comes. With being a dad, because that would be that that wouldn't be um, telling the truth. There's there's uh, there's um, triumphs and tribulations, um, at, at, you know, at any at any point. But um, Mal and I, Mal's my wife. We've been together for uh, well, we've been married for going on eight years. We were high school sweethearts though, um, and we're um, yeah, we're enjoying the challenge of being parents and watching the boys grow and uh, everything that comes with it. And day to day, you know, same question back to you. Childhood, what um, kept you active? What kept you up and about? And and how has that sort of transferred into parenthood? Yeah, real, real similar, really similar to yourself, Tom. I grew up playing a heap of sport, so um, yeah, footy. And I'm 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 a Victorian, which is pretty rare here on the Mornington Peninsula. <laughs> They'll let anyone hear that. No, I grew up in the um, on the foot of the Dandenongs, so um, you know, a blue collar. Um, blue collar sort of suburb um, so yeah went to the local state school as well but plenty of um, football in the winter cricket in the summer um, and then pretty much just anything else I could get my hands on uh, a, a little bit of a did you know about me fun fact is I actually played competitive table tennis as a, as a young fella <laughs> right. as well and that just happened to be that my dad Played, loved playing table tennis as a kid and, and I grew up really close to the Kilsler Table Tennis Stadium. So I played from the age of five and to a, a decent... Well, I mean, I think I finished up at 14 when playing table tennis in high school wasn't all that cool. I can actually remember the point where I decided to uh, to hang up the, the, the bat was when um, two girls came up to me with a table tennis ball with scribble all over it and saying they got it signed by some professional players, taking the mickey out of me. So that was at the end of the table tennis career. Um, but, yeah, uh, plenty of sport. What? Uh, and, I, look, I was okay at school. My dad, um, so I'm one of four, similar to you, um, uh, a, a split family um, of sorts, and um, my mum was... Um, 
like pretty typical I think of that generation was was on home duties and um, dad worked three jobs uh, one full time one part time and then one over over Christmas as well so um, his his influence on me um, yeah work work ethic is a big part of what he um, he's taught me probably um, indirectly or just from just just from watching how he operated um, I've learned a lot of things that like you know I love my old man and I respect him um, I've learned a lot of great things from him but I've also learned a lot of things that I don't want to do mm-hmm. as a parent mm-hmm. and just and just in life to be honest um, but yeah so so fast forward uh, fast forward to to today and uh, yeah I what I do outside of of being a dad and a husband and running a business is yeah, I, I go to the local CrossFit gym as well with Tom and um, that's been really good for me physically and mentally. I'd probably argue mentally more than anything else. Uh, the other thing it's done is really helped me. Uh, we're, we're fairly new into this community and of which you know, a good couple of years of that was during COVID. So uh, the gym's been a really big community piece for me and really good for connection. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm super intrigued by um, the childhood sweetheart thing. So, yeah, you know, I, Felicity and I met, I was 25, she was 29, and it was pretty much like, you know, Australia, UK, she was living in London at the time, but pretty much big decisions had to come fairly quickly. Mm. And they did, and we committed. But you guys, completely out of the spectrum. I mean, you know, how old were you when you met? Or, 16. Or, okay. Mm. So... You know, did you ever dream that, did you ever talk about in those sort of uh, early years in your late teens that this would be you guys Mm. 20 years later with, you know, with three kids? Mm. No, I don't think we did. Um, I, like most teenage boys, I was, I was a bit of a, a bit of a dick, like, um, like a lot of us are. Um, Mel and I, our relationship, I think got got serious was when we moved to the other side of the country. So we moved over to Perth um, in the end of 2008. So we're about 21, 22, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's where we were outside of, up until that point, we we're both just living at, at our own homes um, with our parents. So moving over to the other side of the country, moving in together, not knowing anyone over there, I think is when our relationship really, um, really started, I would say. Um, or really got serious or just went to that next level, not just your, you know, your teenage sort of um, boyfriend, girlfriend sort of set up. Uh, and then we did a fair bit of travel. So we took 2012 off and traveled around Europe for the year. And then when we got back was when, you know, after that, I, I proposed the year after and um, uh, got married the year after that. And then Sunny came the year after that. So yeah. that's sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because sometimes, Sometimes Fleck and I discuss and, and wish that we would have met earlier in life. And then I go, actually, I'm glad you didn't know me any younger than, <laughs> than 25 because you might not have liked it. You might have had one look at you around <laughs> the other way. Yeah. yeah. But the, the interesting thing about my dad, going back to your original question, is that um, when him and his ex-wife um, split up, he the, the, the girls went with him. Which, which even today would be extremely unusual. Um, the girls were, were age two and four. Dad was a full-time teacher. I think he was head of uh, science department at the, at the time at a, a decent-sized secondary school. And 
the kids went to live with him. I, I can't even comprehend what that would be like personally. I, I don't know how. Mm. Could, can you imagine that? <laughs> it's it's tough. Um, I, uh, I, I've got some 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 experience where a, a friend of mine that that occurred where um, husband and wife um, went through a separation and the kids went with with the dad. Mm. There, there's some. Um, yeah, there's some, some, I guess, some a fair bit behind their situation um, and some mental health issues and things like that. Yeah. But it is unusual, and and he has definitely struggled at times with you know, people's views on that yeah. as well. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, I, I, I spoke to him fairly recently, and him saying about people thinking it's weird or or unusual mm. that that kids have gone with the dad full time, and yeah. um, he certainly. Not only the the challenge of raising kids on your own, but that challenge as well of people seeing yeah, it as wow. as a bit odd. Yeah, because I mean, mm. you raise a great point. It's no different to 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 a, a mum being a single mum either. Uh, you know, the idea of single parenting. Uh, yeah, I absolutely take my hat off to to people that do it and and do such a great job of it because. Yeah, as you said earlier, there's certain challenges as a team of two, mm. let alone as as a, as a team of one. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, you talk about you know how you look at your dad, and that's one thing now that as a dad, as a parent, I look at and think, I, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Mm. I don't know if I could do that. And um, you know, my mum came on the scene um, fairly quickly afterwards. Um, I think she was a good babysitter to start with, and then <laughs> escalated from there. Um, but um, yeah, I just don't know how he how he did it. You think about the day to day. You think about getting your kids out the door, getting them to school, getting them to childcare, whatever it is, and then and then holding down a career by yourself. And you know, you just hope that um, businesses or employers out there have infrastructure in place to really support these people who are put into these situations. Um, because single parenting. Yeah, huge respect for people who do do it and do such a good job of it. So, Tom, why was starting Dad Focals important to you? Well, I, I think mostly Sam, because you know I moved into this co-working space that we share here, Coco in Mornington, and and you kept on coming up and talking to me when I was trying to do my work, and I thought, geez, we're going to have to commercialise this because a, a there's some absolute gold dust here uh, in the in these conversations, and and b I, you know I'm going to have to put this in the diary to to manage my workload and manage everything else. Are you telling me productivity's gone through the floor since starting at Coco? <laughs> nah, yeah, I, look. These things are super important, and I think you and I naturally kind of hit it off in terms of going straight to some pretty deep topics and some things that we clearly either subconsciously or consciously wanted to talk about. And I think that men are still rubbish at talking about stuff, um, rubbish at confessing that parenting is hard um, and triumphs and tribulations, absolutely, but we're not always willing to share the the, the tribulations we're not always willing to put our hands up and say do you know what I I did some bad parenting there um, and I think it really is important to, to celebrate when when you do but it's also to kind of own up and, and say I messed up there and trying to try and unpack a little bit as mm. to why and for me this podcast is for dads out there to know we're no experts 
by any stretch, but to know that other dads are going through stuff, mm. whatever that stuff is. And the uh, I really want to get other dads on into this room so that we can cover as many facets of, mm. of fatherhood as, as possible. Um, because, you know, we have three boys, we have three girls. We're always going to have some interesting stories between the two of us. Um, but I also think, you know, you widen that spectrum and all of a sudden you get different stories, different uh, perspectives um, in here. I, I'm fortunate enough, so Flick is uh, a prenatal yoga instructor, instructor and hypnobirthing um, teacher. And hypnobirthing for us was, was massive. Um, it's, that's, I'm not gonna go down the, at the moment, um, the alley of, of what all that's about, but it's essentially about breathing through your birth and approaching any situation in birth with positivity, whatever it is. And we did the course back in London um, and it was amazing for us personally through our three births, but the piece that was missing was hearing the birth partner's voice. Um, the, it's not always a dad, because it can be a doula, it can be a mum, it can be a sister, it can be a friend, obviously, whoever the birth partner is. Um, but is, was hearing the birth partner's voice. Um, so I'm fortunate enough that Flick invites me to speak to her um, parents-to-be once a month. So I get to meet mostly a load of guys who sit in a room and look petrified about becoming dads for the first time. And, and it's great. Um, uh, and I think, it's, I think it's great for them to be able to hear someone um, speak from a little bit of experience as far as three kids give me the experience uh, about what an amazing journey that they're about to go on um, and yeah they're going to get things wrong um, and, and yes you know there's going to be things in there and, and just to understand that you know for instance and this is really on my radar recently I didn't um, personally experience it but that post postnatal depression is a thing for men as well you know I, I, did, I didn't know that at the time um, and it's not to preempt it. It's not to say that, you know, yeah, you're going to get it. Um, far from it. It's just to say, hey, be aware of it because mm -hmm. there are certain triggers uh, along the journey, um, like any journey, but birth and, and becoming a parent and becoming a father is a, obviously a major milestone in life. There can be some, some triggers. So I just think it's really important to talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always a guy who tries to talk about stuff because I'm aware of what happens if you don't mm. what yeah. about you what, what does it mean for you and, and why do you want to do it <clears throat> yeah so I uh, I I'm a I'm a huge believer in a a problem shared is a problem halved and, and to your point it's about talking about um, I, 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 th I think as you were describing that you know the dads that, that potentially don't talk for me, it's just all about vulnerability, like just about being able to put your hand up and say, I don't have all the answers or I did stuff that up and, you know, but I'm going to learn from it and do my best not to, you know, to what well, to learn from that and, and, you know, to do it a bit better next time. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's, um, well, I enjoy talking to you. <laughs> and, and as you said, it, 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 it stru puts structures to uh, some structure towards our conversations, <laughs> and it means that you don't distract me so much in the office. But, <laughs> but look, if we can, in all honesty, if we can, um, if if us having a chat and releasing this out to however many people listen to it, if it gives someone, if it gives one person um, some kind of relief or a little bit more confidence in what they're doing, or just for them to understand that shit, everyone, you know, everyone. Um, has got their, their 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 issues. Every dad is struggling with something, um, and 
I think that if yeah, if we can help one person, then it's worthwhile. It's 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 a definitely worthwhile investment of our time and energy, um, and you know I hope it encourages people to um, reach out, reach out to friends, family, whoever, um, whoever it is that they feel comfortable with, just to say, hey, I'm struggling, um, or alternatively, you know, I've um, my my kids doing this and I don't know how to deal with it what would you do yeah um, yeah and I just want to be yeah I, I think just to be really clear that we're not giving advice here we're just sharing our our stories our experiences um and also be open enough to hear someone else's point of view to go geez maybe that is a, a something I haven't thought of before yeah no yeah. I think that last point's a great point as well because like all of us out there I want to be the, the best dad I can be and I think you know, there's a certain thing about sitting in this room and, and owning owning that shit, whether it's good or bad, that it holds you accountable because, you know, um, like you said, if you check it, and that's why I enjoy just the conversations with you and I, obviously I'd love to, for our conversations, our stories to help people, but if nothing else, I find it fun and, and I think it makes me a better dad from a, from a kind of selfish mm. um, perspective. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in the fact that the current working structure, and you and I are prime examples, you own your own business, I'm a one-man band, the, the five o'clock Friday knockoff beer doesn't happen anymore mm. in, in, the, in the format that it once did. And that's where, you know, people, not just blokes, but people would historically go and let off steam, for good or for bad. And I think there probably was a bit of good and there was a bit of bad in, in that kind of reliance upon necking a few pints at five o'clock and, and letting off steam. Um, but I do think that we need to, because that doesn't exist so much anymore, we do need to create um, f spaces for, for that to happen, um, for people to be able to um, have those conversations, to say things out loud because things do sound very different in your head to when you when they you know when you say them out loud and sometimes you know i say things out loud and and i go wow that you know that that sounded a bit different in my head mm. you know um mm. both good things and, and bad things so i think this is a really great forum um for, for that as well and as i said yeah just want to if anybody does want to come on the podcast um, you can get us at Instagram at Dad Focals, uh, D A D F O C A L S, um, and yeah, just just check in, ask us a question, um, throw out some ideas of what we can talk about, or um, or, or put your hand up and say you want to come on because we are all, we are absolutely keen to speak to as many different dads, um, with as many different stories, um, out there as possible, and and I think non dads as well. You know, if if we just it'll be great. We'll hear some female perspectives, hopefully over the time, and because this is all about dad focals, looking at life through the lens of a dad. Mm. All right, Tommy, I'm really excited about this uh, this this project and this journey, and um, look forward to uh, to getting it out there. Cheers, Sammy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Like, share, subscribe, and all that rad dad stuff. Remember, we're all just dads doing our best. No pressures, no guilt, just a lot of love and talk. If you're struggling with anything, reach out to someone. A problem shared is a problem halved.